1: Now on to the show.
0: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russ Sari. Today, we have a bit of a controversial question that many Wisconsinites ask rarely, uh, or uh, fairly oftenly. Um. Why is the UP, which borders land uh, in Wisconsin, not part of Wisconsin? And we have great Wisconsin music from Big Dill and the Boys. We, of course, have a beer review. We have our infamous "How many locals you at?" as well as a great interview with Stormy Cromer, legends. Legends
1: of the flannel, baby.
0: If you have not already, please subscribe via your favorite podcast platform or YouTube, uh, wherever you listen, uh, to be notified of any new episodes that we have uh, being released. Uh, Please rate, share, review, comment, and even message us. Uh, We love interacting with all of you. It honestly keeps us uh, uh, really in the thick of things. Yeah, we uh, love suggestions too and pictures and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, if you have stuff to share with us uh, of your own, uh, maybe – um, interactions with any of the topics that we have, uh, taking pictures up in Rhine, Rhinelander or uh, sure. anywhere up north. You know, if you've got something you want to share, please reach out. Um, all of these things really, really do help us achieve uh, better visibility and, and everything for this little podcast that we do. For so, sure. uh, without any further ado, uh, here is our story about the Upper Peninsula.
1: So for Wisconsinites and listeners who have yet to visit the UP, it is a must. It is a land of beauty. You have to get a pasty. You have to check out the many waterfalls in the area. Um, Shout-outs to Agate Falls. Um, if you get a chance to see it, please. It's beautiful. Check out the uh, hiking trails, um, Copper Peak, Stormy Cromer Tour, and the must-stop, De Yupers yeah. Tourist Trap um check out some of the youpers music um it's pretty cool they have like rusty chevrolet they're kind of a big deal actually they're really cool very and, big deal, and the yeah. guys look like, really personable which is funny because they were on mtv and stuff it's really yeah. cool so we both have mad love for this area and it feels more wisconsin to me than it does michigan so why is it that the landlocked up connected to wisconsin by land and connected to michigan by a bridge no
0: less a bridge Right, exactly. You Not part of our state. Why isn't it? You wouldn't consider that necessarily the, the connecting point.
1: And I mean, they are roughly, based on statistics, about 90, 80 to 90% Packers fans and much closer to Green Bay than they are Detroit. Right. The state of Michigan left the UP off its tu- state tourism brochure, leading to legislation requiring them to feature that, the state in the hole. All,
0: all you see why on would you there, leave them off? We all love All you UP. see on there is the mitten. Right. Uh, why They have this whole other piece that arguably is way more beautiful than the state itself. I mean, I've been to Detroit. I like Detroit. I had one of my my best trips, uh, one of my best uh, uh, and and most favorite, uh, um, you know, road trips was to Detroit. But, I mean, Upper Peninsula, it just feels like a whole nother place. Dude, it's Wisconsin. It's, It's just an extension of what we consider up north, you know?
1: And let us not forget about the uh, Mountain Dew campaign, which is our dream, the United States, where they actually connected Wisconsin and the UP. This is our dream. This yes. is Wisconsin Drunken History podcast dream. We want the UP. We love you Change, guys yeah. a ton. Um, so when we get tens of millions of subscribers and a huge following, um, you, we, we hope to have all you listeners help us officially adopt the UP as part of the Wisconsin branch. Yeah. We love UPers a bunch. And uh, we really want it to be part of our state. We love yeah. the UP.
0: We love the UPers, We love the U poopers. We
1: love everybody. We love it all. <laughs> we take it all. <laughs> so let's begin. So the actual story is quite interesting. Um, it's, and let's get started. It starts back to what is known as the Northwest Ordinance of 1787, establishing a borderline between what would become Ohio and Indiana and the Michigan Territory from the southern tip of the Lake Michigan across the lower peninsula. The original survey of the land didn't accurately place the line, which led to a war. Uh, It wasn't a really crazy war or anything, but it was a war between these two negotiations. The original survey of land didn't accurately place line, which led to the war. The Michigan applied for statehood in 1833, but Ohio Congress blocked its admission until they accepted Ohio's preferred state line border. Due to the boundaries not being well defined, this caused the state of Ohio and the territory of Michigan to fight over a less than 500 square mile piece of land called the Toledo Strip, that encompassed the modern day Toledo and uh, Mominey Bay on um, the Mommy Bay on uh, Lake Erie. Yeah, the debate lasted for years and became known as the Toledo War. And in 1835, no serious casualties were ever occurred. Um, there was one Michigan's um, sheriff who was actually stabbed in, by an Ohioan in a bar.
0: Which is pretty nuts. It's pretty pretty straight. That's
1: yeah, I mean, he, he got shanked. Yeah. So due to the Michigan not being an official state, it did not allow them to make the claim, and it all boiled down to power politics. And So because Michigan isn't a state at this time, they didn't have the poll to actually claim this area of Toledo. So there was a battle between back and forth, back and forth. Nobody could get statehood declared. Wow. So in June of 1836, when Congress had to intervene to allow Michigan into the Union, providing that it accepted the UP, a 16,000 square mile of valuable timber and iron ore rich area, instead of having the part of the Toledo Strip, which Ohio wanted. Initially, Michigan wasn't happy with this choice, and they were stated as saying, we don't want this piece of land, it's just rock, trees, and ice. UP, we love you. Yeah, it's not just rock, trees, and ice. Screw you, Michigan, you should have gave Wisconsin... Michigan. Yeah. The UP. We, we love the UP. It's it's literally extension. It's a piece of our arm. It's
0: literally attached to us.
1: Agreed. So due to the cost of Michigan militias patrolling the Ohio-Michigan border, some agreement was needed to be made because funds were running out. Some decision had to be, be declared. Right. So Ohio and Michigan would finally come to an agreement allowing Michigan to finally acquire statehood in January of 1837. So the reason Wisconsin did not have a say, and it was not even a territory, until one year after Michigan became a state. So we never even had a chance to declare UP. Yeah. Um, All of this left the UP feeling left out, and at one point wanted to declare its own state, the 51st state, which they wanted to be called Superior. However, this was never done. But I believe it's time Wisconsin adopts this land, as we are close, as I consider, to the UP, uh, we we consider the UP Wisconsin in my eyes sp- specifically because my family kind of has a, a little bit of roots in both areas. So we share the idea of sisu, the ability to endure the harsh winters, with a large Finnish and Scandinavian population, just like the northern part of Wisconsin. We love saunas. We love the outdoors. We share similar accents. Our love for the Packers. We share the same state bird, <laughs> aka the mosquito, mosquito. yeah. Culturally similar. They have the Midwest friendliness that is felt all throughout Wisconsin, and I have even met people that call the UP UPSconson, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, claiming that the capital is Green Bay. Oh yeah, yep, that makes sense. I agree. Yeah, right. So we both love the UP as well, Eric. I think it's time we start the petition and get some lawyers and
0: congressmen on board. Thoughts? Oh well, hey, uh, I'm I'm totally on board. Uh, I can contact my lawyer uh, whenever we're ready. Yeah, um, I, I don't know a, that he's uh, uh, big enough to make the movement himself. But I, I got know, a million
1: pennies. Yeah, so we can definitely get something here.
0: <laughs> I could throw a bag of change on the <laughs> yeah on the we'll, counter. I'll
1: throw a satchel of some crushed cans. Yeah. into this. Oh,
0: dude. Yeah, the recycling uh, money. Yeah. Oh that. yeah,
1: we got about we got about maybe a couple hundred bucks in that. So we are we'll definitely we rocking. We,
0: we have <laughs> <we've> got enough. <laughs> we have some lawyer friends, so we'll yeah. see what we can work out. But uh, in in the thirty six episodes uh, at this point, we've crushed a lot of cans. So yeah,
1: definitely, we've made some money.
0: Yeah, and and as we've kind of stated, it sort of makes sense uh, for it to be a part of this. We understand the um the the legal uh, reasons why it isn't um. But Wisconsin never had a say. As you can see,
1: Wisconsin never had a chance to claim that area. And we are connected landlocked. Right. It's not like where they have the um, the lower portion of Michigan and the upper part is connected by a bridge. So there's actually a separation there.
0: Well, and I think we've we've stated enough uh, of an argument here that Michigan doesn't necessarily even appreciate what they have there. Not as much, no, uh, really. They call it just stones and, and ice and rock and uh, just garbage. And then they're like... Uh, it, it excluding it from their uh tourist uh, uh campaigns and things like that. the United
1: uh, States, man, they're on our side. Yeah. Mountain Dew,
0: we love you, man. Yeah, Pepsi, we'll we'll definitely be contacting you as uh, as uh, defendants of uh, of our of our campaign uh, to make sure. to make it you uh, Wisconsin. And honestly, like we've stated uh, a few times in this argument. It just makes sense, right? And so we just ask you all to do what is right.
1: So you're gonna see soldiers dressed in Stormy Cromer and Blaze Orange, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we're gonna and blow a, up that bridge. And, and a Brett no, Favre jersey. Brett Favre jerseys. There will be some Aaron Rodgers grenade throwing. That bridge is going down. We're yeah. disconnecting them. We're taking the UP. Sorry, Michigan. We're coming for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: and you know what, Barry Sanders, you're a good football player, but we passed on you for a reason because we wanted a we wanted a championship. Not just the running title. <laughs> this is just me. This is oh. just me now. This is that You're personal You're going battle. hard, dude. You're going hard. We, we didn't even want you, all right? That's why we didn't draft you. And that's going to conclude our main segment yeah. for today.
1: Before we get into too much trouble here, for- we're moving on.
0: <laughs> and now on to a Wisconsin music segment. Today we have Big Dill and the boys, because you can't forget the boys. Oh, dude, the boys are always in. Hanging you know with the boys. boys. Uh, so uh, this band is uh, cool. We've kind of dubbed them our own, uh, kind of term genre, if you will, uh, as like almost like alt country. Yeah, definitely. They got a like kind of a little jazzy feel too, oh, and they got it's um that classic rock vibe. Classic too. rock vibe, Doorsy a when little they, bit. Uh, see, right in the beginning, in this this song in particular, it just it it has the the Doors intro that. Uh, that we sort of noticed. Uh, the, the song is called Lazy River. Uh, the band is Big Dill and the Boys. Take a listen. Let us know what you think as well. Go check them out. But right now we've got Big Dill and the Boys, Lazy River. <laughs>
2: Well, if you come with me then Dear, she's still
0: all right that was big dill and the boys lazy river i don't know about you guys but that gets me hyped up every time i love that song it's so good dude uh so good check them out uh they've got their social medias spotify and all the all the places to listen youtube as well um definitely worth the uh worth the look uh right now we have another beer review Wow that was a hefty crack yeah it was not wasn't bad so uh, <laughs> you've got a hefty crack uh, nice hefty crack yeah you look like a plumber so uh, wow.
1: we, so we got a great one from uh the Rhinelander Brewing Company actually yeah. it's um the uh, boatswain Hlv or heavy lift vessel ale um, at seven percent alcohol by volume it's a pretty tasty brew it's a little hard hits a little hard but I I really like it
0: yeah it's tasty but it's uh it's definitely uh it's almost like uh, a good brewed coffee. Um, so
1: yeah, they, they have a little description. The, uh, beers are a unique brew made in small batches. RL has aroma and flavor of sweet roasted malt balanced with moderate bitterness coming from a high level of hops. And you're definitely getting that, that bitter edge to it. At least yeah. I am right. I'm getting, right the away.
0: Good, I'm getting the good malts, the good grains, uh, the hops. I mean, they're there. It's bitter. It's for got, sure. it's got a good, but, it, but really it's, it's like I said, it's like the, it's like the good uh, brewed coffee. It's full-bodied. Definitely. That's what I want to say about this beer. And, you're, you're, and by the way, that was my nickname in high school, Heavy Lift Vessel. They called me uh, the HLV. HLV. That was your nickname, huh? Yep.
1: <laughs> so this beer, like definitely, um, it, you know, it's very good. You're Like Eric said, you're getting a little more malty frontness from it. But the, the good thing is this beer would be a great um, beer brat beer. Actually,
0: what don't you think? Oh, yeah, this would I think this would provide uh, a hell of a flavor. Um, And like we've talked about before with a nice amount of butter, a little bit of that onion uh, with a little bit of this HLV. It'd be great. It'd I mean, be a good that's, taste. That's a good brat.
1: And yeah, for those that don't know, the uh, we, we've talked about them on previous episodes, but the Rhinelander Brewing Company is uh, part of Minhaas in Monroe, Wisconsin. Yeah. They are. They do have officially um, have their own um, they, they tap room do, in Rhinelander right now, currently. And, so, and they do brew some beers, actually. Yeah, they do. And this so, is a really good small batch. Um, like Eric was saying, it's really malty up front. You get a little back, taste the hops. Um, it's a little on the drier side, but I I do appreciate it. And the you know the high ABV is pretty good. It's tasty, even though it's at seven point. It'll it'll
0: punch you later. Seven
1: percent ABV. It's yeah. a little
0: high, but it, it'll fill your gut. Um, you're you're definitely gonna walk away feeling like you had a buffet. Uh, it's good after I like one it. of these. But it's the thing is, is that it it is a it's a good beer. It's not just a hop up front uh, like an IPA kind of thing. This is a really good full-bodied ale it yeah, and feels Eric, nice i
1: know it's a very unique beer where did you end up finding this one because i've never seen it on the shelves before
0: yeah uh trader joe's uh carries uh, a few of these beers and uh th- that's where i found it i haven't seen it's them very
1: unique i've never seen it anywhere yeah, else. i haven't you know? seen
0: them anywhere else so uh when i when i was there uh i i always check out the beer section at trader joe's because they do have a great selection of both beers and wines and and other uh, hard liquors as well, um, stuff that you may not see everywhere else. So that's something that uh, if you ever get to a Trader Joe's, it's worth the it's worth the look because yeah,
1: definitely they get super
0: unique. Yeah, and you might find something that you just don't see anywhere else.
1: But yeah, definitely go and check these guys out. Grab this one off the shelf; it's pretty tasty. It's another one that you could actually use if you're branching out
0: of your uh, comfort zone. You're like draft beer. It's a mix and match. I would say this is one of those ones that if you're building a, a build your own sixer, put it in there because for sure you know it's it's worth the it's worth the check. Uh, once again, it's not something that you would maybe grab a six pack of to right. drink it's, all It's a heavy these. hitter for sure. Yeah, but like
1: for those people that drink the uh, standard domestics, it's a good branch out. I think when you're going into the IPA, it's like a good middle in between, like uh mgd to uh lakefront ipa this is yeah. like the middle you're one not gonna, you to want to try to transition you're so. not going
0: to drive from uh, a high life directly to this no is my thing no for sure you're going to want to definitely check out like let's just say you go from a coors light to the coors banquet then to this yeah i agree that's a
1: good transition yeah
0: actually. it's really good but, but uh, bud light to bud weiser to this, yeah, to HLV.
1: Or like Miller Lite, to MGD, yeah. to this, to an IPA, which is a more bitter style beer. You're
0: definitely going to get more of the, the hops in, in beers after this. This one is nice because it introduces you to a different style of hop, maybe. A little more hop uh, than than your other beers. But also, you're going to get a lot of the, the different grains... And malt that are uh, used in this beer—it's—it's—it's it's, it's good. Uh, yeah, the, the can's pretty cool too. It's we've like had a, we've had disgusting beers before in our for lives. For sure, we definitely have um,
1: some that we just kind of had to choke back.
0: And I, and I think you and I are 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 to the point now when we're picking out beers, uh, even out of things that we don't necessarily know, like they're not familiar to us, we haven't tasted them before. We generally look at uh, some of the ingredients. Uh, a lot of beer companies will put right on their label or right on their cans or bottles what types of hops that they used, what kinds of different grains that they've used. Uh, and we know a little bit of what we enjoy. And I think that that's another thing that if you are a, uh, a beer connoisseur or even maybe looking to get into that world – that's something to pay attention to look at the cans of the beers that you like For in sure. order to find out what's what's in your wheelhouse what is what what is your palate uh tuned to what do you like yeah this
1: was a good one um you know it is on the more bitter end so the ibus are at an 80 which is a little is. higher on the
0: bitter unit Yep. it has but like I a think nut- what's masking it a little bit on the bitter units is the fact that there is all that full body grain yeah that coming malt in. coming forward
1: yep. But you're getting a little bit of a, like a nautical theme. It's a cream-colored can. Um, has like a little bit of gold on it. It's HLV. It stands out. You'll definitely see it on the shelf. So next time you're at uh, Trader Joe's, pick this one up and give it a shot and let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. And now for another How Many Locos segment. Was that nice? Was that pleasant? That was actually pretty decent, okay. man. So, I wanted to get away from the uh, from the macho man kind of sounding. Yeah,
1: no, of. that one's a kind of classy, but uh, go ahead and read this one. It's kind yeah. of nuts, actually. So. Yeah,
0: so uh, uh, a Madison woman allegedly driving drunk early Wednesday morning almost hit a bicyclist, then popped open a can of beer after being stopped by police. Because why wouldn't I you would, crack a roast? I would soda? love to remind you, uh, rewind just four seconds, Almost hit a bicyclist, then popped open a can of beer after being stopped by police. Those things are important here. So the driver is a 42-year-old woman. She was arrested and tentatively charged with reckless driving, endangering safety, operating while intoxicated, second offense, and having open intoxicants in a motor vehicle. Uh, That is what the Madison police uh, had said on, on record. Uh, the incident happened around 1 a.m. Nothing good happens after midnight. Definitely not. Uh, this was on State Street, so also nothing after Highly midnight. Highly populated. Nothing after midnight happens good on State Street Uh, in a car. Which is, yeah. it's cool only, stuff o- does happen. I
1: think it's only normally open to buses, cabs, delivery vehicles, and police cars in the first place. So it's crazy right. that she was driving down there. It's
0: pretty, it's pretty shut down. Driving anywhere near the Capitol is tough because the right. streets are normally. It's all like, one way. Yeah, really or walking tight, small, only. Right. Yeah. Um, So a street that's only normally open to buses, cabs, delivery vehicles, and police cars, like Russ just said, um, on record, this particular driver should not have been operating on State Street, even if she had been following traffic laws, which she was not. That was the uh, police spokesperson, Joel Despain. Um, An officer shined a flashlight into the driver's face while yelling for her to slow down. Instead of backing off, she continued to drive at about forty miles per hour. Oh my god! Uh, coming within a feet, uh, 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 within a foot rather of a bicyclist. That was uh, Joel, uh, Joel Despain again. Joel Despain again. So, again, forty miles an hour on State Street. Shit,
1: that's a lot. That's huge.
0: I mean, I think how, it's, how I think it's fifteen
1: twenty-five. At? Honestly, it's slow over there because it's like just so much traffic because of the college students. And a know?
0: forty mile an hour to a bicyclist could yeah, kill for that sure. person oh, immediately. He, they would have been down. So. Uh, the bicyclist looked at the officer to make sure she knew what had just happened, with the officer taking off after the suspect. She pulled over near Langdon and Henry Streets. Uh, she refused to get out of the car and opened the beverage and began drinking. <laughs> she Son cracked a road bitch. soda in front of him. was in- done. Face. I imagine done. this was like My a gosh. look at me. What are you going to do about it, <sighs> idiot? Um, what a hard ass. <laughs> it took several officers to get this woman out of the car, under control, and under arrest, which Man. we all knew that was going to happen, right? Right,
1: for sure. I mean, so this lady had to be close to Macho Man's strength to like have you I mean, after they get her down. She here's looks the one like- thing
0: I want to say. She's got shit bangs. She is uh, Hulk status. And she is rough. She will F some
1: cops up. She
0: looked like she definitely trained in like some sort of an underground uh, backyard wrestling ring. Again, the age, not a loco drinker. She looks like a brown bear. Okay. She's a hefty person. <laughs>
1: she looks like a brown bear, Northwoods looks... brown bear. Um, So let's,
0: let's talk about this. So I'm going to tell you right now. She's 42
1: years old, right?
0: Yeah. And I know for a fact she is not. She's not a loco drinker.
1: No, definitely not. This is more uh, of a uh, Miller Light, um, Coors Light, maybe. Uh, or you I, think maybe even lower than that? No, 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 no. Yeah, for yeah, sure, I think you're, Coors you're Light. The
0: right ballpark, but I think she also has a few shots. You think she did some shot skis? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. There is so, no no way in hell. There's no there's no scenario where she didn't do uh, shots of like Fireball.
1: Okay. So so the sanity threshold is. Uh, is peaked, right? So we're over the sanity threshold she's, because she's got a she mental cracked the road. Issue. She she cracked a road soda in front of a cop. So obviously you're you're screwed at that point. I mean, like, there's no hiding it at that point. Your
0: car's running. You cracked this road soda. They got it all on tape. She's got daddy issues. I I know for a fact that she um doesn't like authority. So there's okay. there's also uh, a a world where she
1: you think she drives Harley's and stuff like no. rebellious, like rebellious. No, I certainly
0: don't think she's that. But I I do believe that there's like a. Uh, a dislike of authority. Okay. She's been mistreated. Okay. I, I don't want to... First First of all, I want to go back and just say that I'm not... I'm certainly not like... I mean, I'm a fat guy. So I'm not trying to be like inappropriate about, you know, her or her... Or, or how, you know, what weight she is and anything like that. Um, She definitely looks like the type of person that would be aggressive and and could be difficult to remove from a car okay in a in a in a scenario where she's uh being uh told what to do i believe that she is not interested in listening to what that authoritative figure is even saying okay and and so my point being she's rough in that sense that she definitely could be the type that starts a bar fight so okay um so i'm, I'm just trying to get all the
1: evidence together here so she almost hit an she almost hit a bike. She's going forty miles. Forty miles an per hour, hour by yep. State Street. Yep. Um, Forty-two years old. Um, veteran of drinking. Um, so I, 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 I'm just gonna throw this out there and see what you think. Okay. So I'm thinking a 16 local or a four can because she's over the threshold, yeah. but it's not like because obviously she's like co- not coherent. She's cracking a soda. Yeah. So I think she hit over that peak, and I'm not even talking about my weight, dude. I'm I'm not a cherub to look at. You know what I mean? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not fucking. Brad Pitt here. Let's just throw it out there. I'm not a Brad Pitt.
0: Yeah. So honestly, there's no way I'm riding a horse.
1: Yeah, no way. I'm not a Ryan Gosling. Let's just throw no, it out there. So, but not, we're not making fun of her at all at any no. cost. But she just made some really bad choices here, like real bad choices.
0: Yeah, and let me let me. So, are you thinking of roughly? Let me go ahead and and and, and honestly, let's you're, you let's hear you break this down. Well, what I'm gonna say is, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to a few years ago, um, uh, 2007 ish. Uh, Russ and I are driving home from Watertown. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, we had drank far too much vodka, a younger little days, bit of beer. Just, younger you know, days. Younger days. Just we made some really stupid.
1: bad mis- decisions. So. And
0: uh, I was driving my uh, Ford Fusion at the time, and uh, Russ was my passenger. We were rocking out to uh, Peaches. Yeah, I and, think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the it just got to me, to the point where I was rocking out, not really paying attention to what was going on. Uh, we were pulled over by uh, uh whitewater. a whitewater police. Yep. And uh, when when the officer she approached my car and she asked me, you know, what was going on, and I just said, Hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I know I was going uh, a little faster in that in, in that zone than what was you know posted. And uh, you know, it's because we were rocking out to you know this band peaches or whatever. And she was kind of understanding, but she also then mentioned that she thought she could smell uh like booze. And I was like, "Oh no, this!" Is, I had pulled listerine out listerine strips. strips. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh no, we just had a bunch of listerine strips." Like we were both we're on our way to uh, a girl's house, mm-hmm. uh, and she's got a few friends over. So we were, you know, we were just doing that or whatever. And and uh, she was just like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna run your license. I'm gonna see what's going on." The wrong thing to do in that moment would have been to look crack at her and crack a up. fucking beer. That would have been a bad idea. So I think there's also. Uh, a world where this lady could have made the right decision and cooperated, and she may have even gotten off. She could have said, "I'm not from around here. I don't, know I don't the know speed State limits. Street. For I don't sure, even know the sure. speed limit. I didn't know that there was like a biker lane."
1: But she she made the wrong choice. So, are, what are you thinking on a local level?
0: Yeah, I think, like I said, I, I, uh, somewhere between like The 12 and 15, 12 and 16 mark, like you said, okay, definitely the three to, to four can mark. So, my I, I would be in complete agreement. Uh, 16 local, if you decided to say 16 local, let's do 16 local hard fast. I'm in, cool. Uh, sound the gavel, yeah. 16 local gavel has sounded.
1: So, today we're here with Gina from Stormy Chroma. Gina, Gina, how are you doing? I am great
0: you guys we're doing really doing good. well yeah
1: yeah so uh i mean you guys are a legend to us um from uh, charlie Barns to uh, red green our heroes yeah um <laughs> you guys are like complete legends we all have stormy cromer flannels here in this in wisconsin yeah. hats um and we got to ask you before we begin our uh, talk so our episode today is uh why the up isn't part of wisconsin if uh, me and my uh, co-host here petition the state of Wisconsin is uh, Stormy Cromer on our team. <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes say we
3: have a dual citizenship. You know, we were started right. in Wisconsin, so we have definitely those roots. Um, but I don't know. The uppers have kind of taken us as their own. So right. I don't
0: know. It's a split decision, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> d- you,
1: did you know that actually the uh, U-P was going to apply for statehood? It called Superior.
3: Yes, I am. Yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, been aware of that kind of
1: movement over the years. All right, so uh, now we'll begin our interview. I yeah. just want, I, we had to ask. We need Stormy Chrome on our team. Um, we're gonna have our uh, militants all dressed in flannel, so yeah. <laughs> uh, we we need you guys on our team. Flannel
0: and blaze orange.
1: Sounds yep. Good. All right, so can you give us a little history about Stormy Chrome? I know you guys say you have some roots in Wisconsin, so we'd love to hear from you. Sure. So uh, the brand
3: is actually named after a real person. And his name was George Cromer, but apparently he had a bit of a temper, and that's where the nickname Stormy came in. And um, he lived in Kakana, which is near Green Bay. And way back, uh, the turn of the last century, um, the late 1890s, he was a um, semi-pro baseball player. And while he was playing baseball, he met the love of his life, Ida, and um, he went to Ida's father and asked for her hand in marriage, and he actually asked him three times, and each time her father said, not until you get a real job. And so at that time, uh, Stormy went to work on the railroad, which is pretty lucky for us because while he was working on the railroad and um, you know traveling through Wisconsin and other parts of the Midwest in the cold and the winter, um, and he would have to need to stick his head out the window of the train sometimes to see what's coming and just kind of check things out and he lost one too many of his hats <laughs> while doing so. And so one night he came home and uh, to Ida and he had one of his wool baseball caps Okay. and he asked her to make some modifications to it so that it would stay on his head and also keep him warm. So she added that signature earband onto the hat and um you know the hat was born and he wore one to work and of course his fellow co-workers said well that's a cool hat i'd like to have one so ida started making some more she hired a couple other ladies to come in their basements kind of the all-american startup story yeah, sewing yeah. Hats at their basement. and eventually um they actually moved the factory to milwaukee and that's where it was for most of its history um and then in 2001, so fast forward quite a few years, uh, my dad, we uh, my family owns a sewing factory in Ironwood, Michigan, and one of the local dealers for the hat uh, had called to Milwaukee to place a reorder, and they said, oh, we're sorry, we're not making those anymore. What? And so this gentleman went to my dad, and he said, you have people that make things with sewing machines. You should do something about this. And so that's that's how it winded up uh, in our factory in the UP, and sort of the rest is history.
1: Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have a lot of friends up in the UP. Uh, Charlie Superzinski, the Copper Peak Radio. Oh, sure. We love yeah. those guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Charlie's a great guy. Yeah, he's just a really cool guy. He gave us like really amazing songs and yeah. to play. And uh, yeah. actually, the, uh, the cool thing about the UP is they have a lot of Finnish population where my grandparents came from. They landed on a shore just and you can still go there Sari Sari Street which yeah. is up there so Oh yeah I mean all of North
3: Ironwood is is all Finnish heritage Yeah, it's, it's very strong and honestly the um you know the the UP accent is really uh based on the Finnish people and the Finnish accent
2: and that's where it comes from
1: Oh no, you can't be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. Yeah, we uh we I have a lot of roots here and Eric does too. We're yeah. we're both lovers of Wisconsin. And uh we love the UP too. Uh it's honestly just an extension of Wisconsin in my opinion. Sure. Some people don't agree with me, but
0: Yeah, it's a good mix.
1: Agree. It is. Yep, absolutely. So, next time we're up there, uh c- can you tell us a little bit about the uh, Stormy Kromer uh tour you guys have? Sure.
3: Yeah. Um so Typically, we offer a tour every weekday. They are on a hiatus right now due to COVID, um, but we typically offer a free tour every uh, weekday at 1:30, um, and we just take folks through the entire factory so you can see from start to finish, you know how a hat gets made, um, as well as some of our other uh, apparel products. So you really get to get up close and personal and see uh, the machinery, the the men and women that make the hats. Um, you know our warehouse, our shipping, the whole deal, and we also have um, quite a bit of history there as well. You know, old photos, old patents, old advertisements, and we also have this really cool collection of vintage hats that we've collected over the years. And one of them that's really neat um, came from uh, the late '30s, and it actually um, has these tags on the inside. One is a Abercrombie and Fitch label, so like. Way back in the day, Abercrombie was a was an outfitter. Like they they were an outdoor clothing company. They weren't look like what they are today. Yeah. And um, so apparently they made hats for Abercrombie and Fitch, and and the hat also has a label in it for the National Recovery Administration during the Great Depression. So yeah. th- we've got a lot of great history that we that we share
0: in addition to showing you how the hats are made that's so cool. i can't wait to see yeah. that
1: yeah i know it, it's it's funny because abercrombie and finch you know you, you think of more uh yuppie but yeah, then like you got the models. wisconsin yeah you think of like s- smoking hot now you're wisconsin guy like me no. so <laughs> like you don't think of the wisconsin guy with no. the little beer belly no, and uh know. beard so no. so awesome and uh so before we let you go um we do have a few questions. They we got to see how they're going to do because they are, uh, how Wisconsin are you? Exactly. So we're going to find out how Wisconsin you
0: are. Even, the, even though I you're Michigan. Say,
1: I was um, born and raised
3: in UP and our factory is in UP, but I actually now live 20 miles south in
1: Wisconsin. So I kind of do the cross-border thing as well. There awesome, you Awesome, Gina. Thank you for coming <laughs> to us. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So we got the first question we got for you. Have you ever eaten a squeaky cheese curd? Oh, of course. Yep. Uh, yep. Daily. Oh, for sure. So, so being up north, have you ever had a pasty? Oh
3: my God, I was born and raised on pasties. It feels like yes. Yep. And I, I will add, I am a ketchup. I am on team ketchup for the pasties. Oh yeah. Ketchup versus gravy, but ketchup all the
1: way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. My my grandma was um. She was also from up north, but she called them pasties all the time. My my grandpa used <laughs> to just laugh. It's like it's pasty. Yeah. Grandma. Right. All right, so uh, I got another question. Do you call it a sauna or a sauna? Oh, sauna. Sauna?
0: Go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. You got
1: the finish. Great. For sure. So what do you consider to be up north Wisconsin? Ooh, good question. I think
3: I, I got to go pretty far north. I
1: think I got to go north of Highway 8. That's, that's uh, his that's, rule. I do it yeah. every time. So anything north of Wausau, Highway 8. That's kind of the cutoff. Yeah. Have you ever milked a cow?
3: I have not
1: milked a cow, so i got to say no to that one. Okay. Have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game? And this is a tough one for a, uh, a Michiganer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've tailgated at a Packer game. There awesome. You Gina, uh, you course, are... are...
0: Several, for sure. Yeah, we're, you know, uh, way over here on the western end of the UP, we are mostly Packer fans. I was just going to say, I do believe the population is mostly Green Bay Packer fans there. It is. So yeah, I, I did hear something about 90%.
1: Is uh Packer fans? Yeah, something like that.
3: So yeah, I don't know if I that's mean, true. But. I'm thinking about our, our factory. Sometimes we have like uh wear your jersey to work day, and I don't think it's ninety percent Packers. Maybe more like seventy five,
0: but still majority Packers. Yeah, you get the occasional Barry Sanders jersey. I'm sure. <laughs> Actually, we get, we get the whole spattering
3: of the uh, NFC North. So you oh
0: get wow! A few
1: Bears, a few Vikings, a few
0: Lions. So awesome. Yeah. Alright,
1: so the next question I got, um, this is kind of a dumb one, but it's one that popped up. Uh have you guys ever operated a snowblower? Oh, of course. No, I true. know, yeah. that's what I figured.
0: So <laughs> And I always say <laughs> like
1: a right, I mean, like, You have to. You have to,
0: exactly. Yeah. There's Do, no getting around that. If you want to leave your driveway in the morning, right. you have to. Yeah. So next question, another up north question. Um, have you ever seen a
1: brown bear or a black bear?
3: Yes i've seen i see them kind of often i was uh uh walking my dog a couple years ago my street is a big circle uh in a small town in northern wisconsin and we came across a bear and um uh, last summer my dad and i actually hit a bear on highway 51 so that was that was rough
0: did your car make it through it all right or what
3: it was uh
0: no there was no
3: it was a, uh, it was a lot
0: of damage. Yeah, I would imagine because the bears. I think the bear was fine. Yeah, of course. The, the car was not. Yeah, the I bear. Bet. The bear was definitely fine. He just looked at you like, "What is going on here?" So. <laughs> and you know what? Those things can move, man. He yes. came Out of nowhere, and it was—I couldn't believe how
3: quick he
0: was. Yeah.
1: So this is another one that's probably not the best question for uh, Stormy Cromer, but uh, have you ever wore a flannel to work? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like the uniform, right? Yeah, yeah, right. It has to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of one that, like, popped up. Like, oh man, I can't this, ask that. This I seems can't. a little.
0: This seems a little off. We shouldn't say it, but hey. <laughs> That's
1: all right. All right. So uh, I got a couple more questions for you. I got two more. So, have you ever driven a snowmobile to a restaurant, bar, or anything like that? I mean,
3: isn't that the only reason you ride
1: snowmobiles? Yeah, exactly. That's what I agree with. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> not for bad. fun. It's for transportation. All right, the last question we got, and this is always a tough one for uh, somebody that comes to Wisconsin. Um, supper clubs, do you have a favorite? Oh man, a favorite
3: supper club? There's so many. I
0: know. Um,
3: God, what am I gonna pick as my favorite?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question to be on the spot with. That's what I always That's, say.
1: You know, it's I'll one give, of our tougher I'll ones. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you two up here.
0: So, Little Bohemia. Yeah, oh, of course. Yep, John Little Dillinger. Yeah. And then there's a
3: little tiny place. I live in Mercer is the town that I live in. Okay. And there's a little tiny place called Ruggers Landing that just looks, you know, kind of rough on the outside. But they have the best prime rib up here. And, uh, you know, get the whole supper club treatment. And we uh, it's one of our favorite places up here. Awesome, awesome
1: Gina. So I got to ask, too, uh, since you're from Mercer, have you gotten a uh, selfie with the loon? <laughs> For sure, yeah. Okay. Um,
3: and any time, you know, folks come up to visit us, we got to go get
1: our pictures with with Claire the Loon. So it's a regular. It's account. a must. If you're up in yeah. that area, you got to do it. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Gina, thank you so much. And uh, we were going to ask, too, um, one of these days, do you, do you guys do um, custom embroidery?
3: We do do custom embroidery. Absolutely. So, so we're, we do quite a lot of that for different organizations and companies and
1: groups so um that's something you can give us a call and and talk about well you will definitely definitely be in touch because we want to get a couple of stormy cromers for ourselves with our logo on it we'd love to talk to you about it oh for sure that'd be great awesome Awesome. gina we can't wait to make it up there and see the uh, tour and uh, maybe come meet you as well and we can share a beer and uh, talk more stormy cromer absolutely absolutely you guys are welcome anytime once this craziness of covid is over we'd love to have you guys and really give you a, a really personalized tour as well can't wait awesome gina yeah it'd be great for us to put a video too just to kind of yeah. show our uh, our listeners especially in wisconsin i mean it's such a staple yep you know that would be great all, all right, right gina you have a great rest of your sunday you too guys all thank right. you so much bye all right bye
0: All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you
1: enjoyed this vulgar display of
0: Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as
1: always, watch Watch out for deer on your way home.